The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Good evening, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode here of On the Fence Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the Fan Sided Network and FinFanatic.com. The Dolphins with a massive victory here yesterday over the Cleveland Browns, 39 to 17. Biggest win of the year, biggest margin of the year, taking down. A, a Browns team that was coming off a, a, a big victory against the Bengals, um, complete victory. Uh, and this was not something that at the end of the game, yeah, the Dolphins win, but you know, we've got a lot of question marks uh, about the game. Tua was on fire. The running game was on fire. Offensive line was phenomenal. Defensively after the first uh, couple of minutes of the game really pulled it together. Paul, yeah, I mean, nothing more to say than just a complete team victory. Yeah, I, I still haven't figured out who I'm going to throw on the Coke bus this week, to be honest with you. Like, there was a reemergence of a few players, a few guys stepping up. Mr. Wilson Jr. really looking like that guy I told our fans that he, he, he was. Uh, as good as Bradley Chubb is, Wilson and Mostert together really seem to be making this, this work. And this offensive line with Shell and, and Jones in the lineup was devastating at times in this one. I mean, Miles Garrett, there are multiple plays. I remember seeing him not just get pancaked, but go airborne and, you know, or start to beat somebody and get his clock cleaned. And that's not a little guy. That's not a slouch of a pass rusher. So, no, to, the yeah. running lanes, everything. Like, it, it's, wow, what a day. Ooh, I, yeah, that's a good point, Dotus. I got my Coke bus guy. <laughs> my, so as far as I mean, I, I go immediately to the offensive line. I would say one of the most dominant offensive line performances from the Miami Dolphins that I can remember in a long time. I can, nothing, nothing really comes to mind um, that I could compare to. I mean, you'd have to go back to the two, the 2001 Lamar Smith game against the Colts in the playoffs, their last playoff win. 
I mean, I, I would have to go back that far. Teron Armstead was phenomenal. Connor Williams and Robert Hunt in the onside dominating all day. And yeah, Robert Jones has been an upgrade over Liam Eikenberg and Austin Jackson or uh, Brandon Shell has been an upgrade over Austin Jackson. Yeah. You, and, and look, I understand Austin Jackson was a first round pick, but you got to go with what works. Like just because you're a first round pick, it gets you the extra look. Just because you got that first round money, it gets you the extra look. But if somebody is outperforming you, guess what? That should be their job, period. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And as far as uh, what the offensive line did, yeah, uh, Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert combined for 7.4 yards a carry on 25 attempts. They just could not be stopped. Every time they got the ball, it was five, six, seven yards before they were even touched. And then Tua in 36 dropbacks did not get sacked. The Browns had one sack, but that was on Cedric Wilson. That doesn't really count. That that doesn't count. You're right. It shouldn't count. Um, 36 dropbacks from Tua, no sacks allowed, uh, and zero quarterback hits in 36 attempts. Again, just a dominant defensive game. And, yeah, you go up against Miles Garrett, and, yeah, Teron Armstead um, held him at bay, and even when – uh, Gar- uh, Miles Garrett wasn't going up against Armstead and he was going up against Brandon Shell. The Dolphins did an effective job of making sure that Garrett not only didn't take over the game, but was completely silent. Zero sacks, zero tackles. He had one, he had one tackle. He had one tackle. Did he? Yeah. I, I, I barely like it's no zero, zero sacks, zero quarterback hits, zero pressures, I believe. Yeah. And it's funny because a the Dolphins threw up 30 plus points for the third straight week with this offense. Um, they Tua is nominated for the FedEx Air Player of the Week, possibly for a third straight week. You see guys like Chris Sims and all the and Keyshawn Johnson and all the guys that detracted Tua suddenly starting the backpedal. And oh. Oh, is, are the Bills in the third in the AFC East right now? <laughs> a nice little cherry on top Ooh. of that Sunday there on Sunday. What a what a great day overall. Oh, and 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 uh, like also, Melissa Milano said, I believe, I believe and, they're in third. And and over <laughs> over off to my left here, the uh, Commanders are beating the Philadelphia Eagles here, about to go up two scores, meaning the Miami Dolphins would be the only undefeated team in NFL history. We could cap off an even better week with that. But we'll get back to the game here. Yeah, um, no, but it's I, I do want to bring up one interesting fact right now because it's something I saw this morning. If the season were to end today, the entirety of the AFC East is in the playoffs. That's crazy. It, the, it, the Pats would be the seventh seed. Miami would be the two seed. Um, and then oh yeah, because because the, the Chargers lost. Yeah, yep, the Jets and the Chargers would be the eight. No, never mind, never mind. I'm totally retarded here. Um, but yeah, the Jets and Bills would be in between the two of them. And how crazy is that? Miami would be the two seed, and the rest of the AFC East would be would take all the wild card spots. That that would be nuts. And next week, the Jets play the Patriots, so one of them is going to lose that game. Um, but Dolphins are seven. 
yeah, yeah we, you always hope for that. Uh, the Jets and uh, yeah, Patriots play next week. The Dolphins are going to have their bye week and then they come back and they play the Houston Texans. So as the season currently stands right now, I did a playoff uh, or did that playoff calculator on for New York Times here. The Dolphins current odds of making the playoffs are at 78 percent. If they beat the Texans next week, that goes up to about 85 and they're eight and three. And then the following week, they play the 49ers. They win that game. You're talking about close to 95 percent. So things are exciting right now. Most importantly, um, the Dolphins are the number two seed in the AFC. And uh, they would have a home playoff game and they are really going to have an opportunity here when they play the Buffalo Bills in about a month to officially plant their flag here in the AFC East. Yeah, and it's with the way Miami's offense is rolling right now with two weeks to plan for it in that abysmal Texans defense right now. Holy crap, that could be a fun game to watch in two weeks, but... I don't want to detract from this 39 to 17 whooping. What I, I'm trying to remember. What did I say? 37, 17? Was that what yeah, I said? You were pretty, you were pretty close. I know it was uh 30 something to less than 20. Uh, I so, think it was yeah, 35, were, 17. It was what yep. I said. So 35. Yeah, that that's correct. That, that sounds right. So you were pretty darn. I, I said 24, 21. Thought it was going to be a really close game with that. No. And taking a look at this game, Paul, um, it didn't get off to a great start. Uh, the first two play we're uh, 30 seconds into the game and the Browns have the ball in the Dolphins 15 yard line after a kick return by Jerome Ford to the 47 and then play action. Donovan Peoples Jones goes down the field against Cater Co who other who otherwise had a great game and, and comes down with a big catch. But other than that, after, after that really first series for the Browns, they couldn't get anything else going offensively. And then the Dolphins were able to pin their ears back defensively with Jalen Phillips, with Bradley Chubb, and took over the game. And it should be a lesson here, and it should be a motivational factor for the Dolphins that if you get that lead early defensively, now you've got Phillips and Chubb on the edge. You can pin their ears. They can pin their ears back, and they can get to the quarterback. That sounds really familiar, doesn't it? Does it sound familiar? Who are you talking to? You and oh. everybody in the chat room. Okay. Didn't that, wasn't that the key to the game that I gave for this pregame? Was get those couple early scores against the Browns, get that lead, and just pin your ears back and F and go? Yes. I love that, it. That's your that's your strategy every week. So yeah. Yeah, doesn't really count your ass. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was great to see that. And uh, I what I love defensively, too, is it was it was 10 seven in the second quarter. And uh, there was that play that uh, Brissett dropped back. It just got mulled from every direction. But on that play, you had uh, Bradley Chubb and, and Melvin Ingram lining up on the on the outside. You had Jalen Phillips and Christian Wilkins on the inside, and they just pinned their ears back and got to the quarterback. Loved it. Pass rush was there all day. Christian Jacoby Wilkins Brissett, was an animal. Yeah, he was. He absolutely was. And uh, yeah, and and Zach Sealer makes, in my opinion, the turning play of the game. Where uh, you know the the Browns march right down the field. They score, make it seven to nothing. Dolphins answer right back. Then the Browns 
are marching down the field and are putting together first down after first down. Browns have the ball at the Dolphins 35 yard line. Nick Chubb takes the handoff and Zach Sealer comes in from the backside and strips Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb has not lost a fumble since week one of the 2021 season. 350 plus carries since he's lost since he's lost the fumble. Fumbled here. And not only the fumble, but the Dolphins shut down the the Browns running game. When Nick Chubb had that 33-yard touchdown with 13 minutes left in the game in junk time, the Dolphins were holding Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt 16 carries, 39 yards, and a fumble. Less than 2.5 yards a carry. Kudos to this defensive line. You know what played a big part in that, too? Not just the D-line here. Um, Now, Landon Roberts got lucky that uh, Stefanski called a timeout literally right before he jumped off sides early in the game. Uh, but the linebacker play in this one, I hate, I hate, I'm going to piss some people off with this. Jerome Baker woke back up a little bit in this one. I felt like, I know he had a BS interference penalty. It is what it is, but he made a lot of really good plays today. And I'm starting to think what Miami needs to do is have a meeting with Jerome in, in sometime in August and basically just tell him, Hey, look, we're going to put you on IR till around week nine or 10. You don't do anything the first half of the season, but yeah, once really week doesn't. nine or 10 roll around, you start waking up and then you start doing things like getting AFC defensive player of the month for the month of December last year. Um, may, you know, sacking uh, Pat Mahomes for a 40 yard loss, you know, things like that, that, that impact a game and show you why you tolerate the first eight weeks of the season or so. And, but he looked good in this one. He looked really good. He made a lot of big plays. See, I, I think Baker does a lot more unseen traffic cop type of things at the mm-hmm. middle linebacker spot, but he hasn't made a lot of plays this year. And, but he made a big one in this game here where, uh, uh, again, I think the Dolphins are only up by three points at the time in the first half. It's third and one. Kareem Hunt gets the handoff and Jerome Baker on a blitz comes in, stuffs him, makes it fourth and three. And then, the next play, uh, Jacoby Brissett throws an incomplete pass. Dolphins get the ball. They score. They go up 17 to seven, then 24 to seven, and the rest is history. So those big plays, I mean, to me, those, those are just about the same as turnovers. I mean, they really are. They're turnover and downs. I mean, well, you know. ba- Baker and Roberts both had similar plays like that. It, it's early in the game. I believe it was the second time the Browns had the ball. Kareem Hunt, or no, I'm sorry, it was Nick Chubb, who is not a dainty running back by any stretch of the imagination, got absolutely decked by a Landon Roberts. Yes, he did. And Roberts has those enough of this BS type of hits that he just lights up a dude. Um, once again, again, still not the greatest guy in coverage, but when he uh, guesses I mean, right, it's a beautiful thing. And and he has guessed right a lot this year. This is far and away his best season for the Dolphins. He had he had a lot more, in my opinion, bad than good over the last couple of years, especially in coverage. I'm not seeing that this year. I'm seeing a lot more uh, of him being the teeth of that run defense. And what he did against Nick Chubb uh, certainly um, certainly put the exclamation point on that. Well. Um, Another thing to add, too, since we talked about the linebackers and D-line, I know we're going to dive all over the place, and we haven't talked much about the offense too much yet, but really I got to give some kudos 
to Justin Bethel and my guy, Cater Kohu, in that secondary after Cater Kohu allowed that early completion to Donovan Peoples-Jones, he was lights out the rest of the way. He made some beautiful plays, some frustrating plays, plays that had Browns receivers getting upset as all get out. Um, and then you saw Justin Beth Bethel. I think he had two passes defensed officially, um, and he was all over the field as well. So kudos to the secondary, man. Like, God, you look all over this defense, all, all over this team, and there was a point after Emmanuel Agba went down that – I was looking at the field and I was just thinking to myself, all right, so man, Manuel Agba might be going to IR. Trey Flowers is on IR. And we still have Melvin Ingram. We still have Chubb. Chubb, Phillips, still have Andrew Jalen Van Phillips. Like, we, uh, good Christ. I, I can't remember having a more talented roster top to bottom than this. Yeah, it's still extremely deep there at, at the edge rusher spot. And yeah, Ogba is going to miss the rest of the year in what can only be described as just a tormenting season for him. I mean, he got hurt early. He has not been himself. He went from somebody who, who batted down, what, 12 passes last year to I, I think he has one or two this year. It's 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 been bad. And uh, so I. I, I hope he comes back strong next year. I, you know, I got to look at his contract details a little bit more, but um, yeah, he's, he's been, he's been lapped here by, uh, by the dolphins here. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Justin Bethel, you're right. It's been phenomenal. Uh, I mean, I, I think in the slot, somebody who's barely played the cornerback position, a career special teamer um, all over the place. Um, yeah, just great work in the slot. There hasn't been much of a drop-off from Nick Needham. And Needham's a great is a great nickelback. So you know it's it's that's for sure. No Igbenogany, healthy scratch. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, well, you know who did about as much as Noah Igbenogany yesterday? Thomas Morstead. Well, he, Thomas Morstead may get my Coke bus player of the game because I mean I look at that yards yards per punt, 0. 0.0. That's not very good. That's the Bluto Bluto Blutarski. <laughs> score of punting like let's <laughs> no man no punts that is the ultimate compliment for there for the offense mm -hmm. and speaking of the offense here paul i was uh looking at some numbers here before uh, today so on the season Tua has a 71 percent completion percentage he's 176 for 248 here's another thing too the dolphins lead the nfl and drop passes with 20 now, that's not a shot at the receivers, but the reason I'm pointing that out is you're telling me over 79% of the time, Tua is hitting his receivers in the hands. That's, that's crazy. And he and still he, has an insane completion percentage on top. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was, I mean, three games in a row. He's been sensational, and and I've, I've if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. When Tua plants his feet, arm strength is never an issue with him. But you know what? There was a great breakdown by uh, Emmanuel Acho, where he was showing one where there was a little bit of pressure on Tua, and he threw off his back foot, and he threw an absolute dime with some velocity on it to hit Tyreek Hill inbounds by the sideline where only Tyreek could have gotten it in coverage. Um, so yeah, when he plants his front foot, but, 
But on top of that, he's rebuilt that strength. I got to give a shout out to Nick Hicks for this with perform. Like he's really built up that strength and that arm and that upper body for those moments when he's not able to get those feet planted too, to retain his accuracy and be able to get the ball there. Right. And I, I look at that and I, I didn't see a cannon being thrown, but what I saw no. was great anticipation and he, he is playing with such incredible uh, uh, anticipation. And uh, I, I, I laugh at what JC Jackson said last year now uh, that, Oh, two, it just looks at his first read. And if it's not there, he throws the ball up. <laughs> no, did nah, you see, abs- did you see who PFF graded as our highest graded player on the team? Alec Ingold, very well-deserved. Fullback Alec Ingold. Let's go. Very, very well-deserved. Let me, I'll get to him in a second. But uh, uh, when, when it comes to Tua, I saw just three or four just elite throws. I mean, that that touchdown to Trent Sherfield in the left corner of the end zone, man, that's, that's a beauty. I mean, that that's something that's the only place you can put it. Put the Dolphins up 17 to 7. That sideline, just like 10-yard pass to Jalen Waddell, I mean, just had to be in that exact spot. And there, another, you know, early pass to Trent Sherfield had to be in that exact spot. So it's he, he's just quarterback rating of over 118 on the air right now. Uh, just just great, great stuff. But uh, yeah, his first touchdown to Alec Ingold. Um, you could be looking at at another player walking easily into a pro bowl berth there at the fullback spot. I mean, four catches, 45 yards. What a beauty of a pass to it from Tua where he, um, where he fakes the pass out wide, pulls it down and then just chucks it to Ingold who tucks it down and dives over the pylon 16 yard touchdown. Um, and at the end, you must've loved too, where uh, Skylar Thompson gets in the game, throws one pass and it's to Alec Ingold. So, uh, he blocks well. He moves around. He's he's somebody that um, at the fullback spot, other teams legitimately have to have to worry about as a mismatch piece. And and I think that's important too because you don't see a fullback like that every week. No, and and, and on top of the mismatch piece, he also can come up and tattoo somebody like an extra lineman, which is pretty cool to see because there were a couple of times yesterday he absolutely annihilated a Browns defender uh whether it was in the pass or the run game uh, yeah I think Alec Ingold right now is the best fullback in the NFL this side of Kyle Juszczyk and I can't even say with a straight face Juszczyk is significantly better than him right now I think Ingold is uh, maybe not quite as powerful but he, man he can move he can move um at the running back spot yeah, Jeff Wilson and, and Raheem Mostert, we talked about. Jeff Wilson is exactly what the Dolphins wanted Daniel Thomas to be 10 years ago. He's big, he's long, he's, he runs angry, and he actually breaks tackles. And he actually so, has some speed, unlike Daniel Thomas, whether it was Daniel Thomas when he was here the first time when he came back with that fake mustache and tried to make you forget who he was. Yeah, did he switch numbers too? Uh, he was yeah. 33 at the <laughs> Like, oh no, that was the other Daniel Thomas. Uh, different Daniel Thomas. Now. Da- Daniel, yeah. T- Thomas looked like he was lugging tires when he got the the, the handoff. Um, yeah. I want the same announcer to call Daniel Thomas's name as I want to call Daniel Fonday's name uh, yeah. in every Ravens game. Yeah, you won't hear anything. Of, uh, that's that's a name from the past I'd like to forget. But um, so. Yeah, let's let's go position by position. I mean, uh, I, 
quarterback to a uh, what 25 for 32. Uh, you combine it with Skylar Thompson, you got 26 for 33, over 300 yards passing. Um, 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 I'll throw it to you first. This is a pretty easy one. Two is about to get named the FedEx Air Player of the Week for the third week in a row. Make after missing three weeks here two-thirds of the way from through the season he's about to have a third of the season as the fedex air player of the week it's got to be an a plus like he's third straight week of three touchdowns no interceptions his qbr is going through the roof right now um he's not throwing interceptions he's throwing touchdown passes left right and center He's, he's leading the team. He's got some swagger. He's a big part of the momentum that this team has. He hit eight different targets, I think, yesterday. Um, he's spreading the ball all over the field. It doesn't matter who you are. He's going to get you a score. Let's go. A+. Plus. I, I've got to join you on that, and I think I gave him – I think I've got – yeah, I gave him either an A or an A- minus last week after the Bears game because, I mean, sensational game against the Bears too. Missed – Missed a couple of throws, missed that long throw to Waddle. I, I don't, I can't really recall him missing any, any throws at all in this game. So he it's when, when you win, when you put 39 points on the board, which should have been 41. Thanks, Jason Sanders. Um, and you win a game this convincingly. Yeah, it's, it's an a plus. And I'm also, um, I'm not going to quite go an a plus cause I don't want to be throwing them all around, but I'm going to give an a to the running backs. Um, oh, no, do no, let's, let's do a plus two. I mean, what more can you ask for 7.4 yards a carry between Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Now on the season, both of them have carried the ball exactly 118 times and Mostert's averaging 4.6 yards a carry. Jeff Wilson's averaging 5.4. You do the math combined. You're looking at five yards a carry. The dolphins not only have two of the top four receivers, but they've got a pair of running backs that on 236 attempts are averaging five yards a carry. That's impressive. And it's exciting. The, um, the, the Browns had two weeks to prepare and Raheem Mostert went eight for 65 for an 8.1 yard average and a touchdown. Jeff Wilson went 17 for 119 for a seven yard average and a touchdown. Freaking Alec Ingold, four receptions, 45 yards, 11.3 yards per reception and a touchdown. Savon everybody like it's easy a plus I, I hate I hate to do it to you but it's easy a plus for me on that one yes they it literally is. covered all facets of the game with three different dudes that's right uh Savon Akbet even got on the field three carries 11 yards he and, got almost uh, four yards per carry almost four yards per carry uh, you good see, for him you sure did um at, at receiver what I loved in this game Paul was I mean Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle obviously still made their presence felt waddle four catches 66 yards hill five for 44 which seemed like a lot more he had the uh, touchdown that really put the game away um he also had that that one catch where he reversed field and got into field goal range that put the dolphins up three scores um so but overall between them only 110 yards but what i loved about it is because the browns were so focused on him you have Trent Sherfield with a 63-yard game. You have Alec Engold, 45 yards receiving. Mike Gesicki with two big catches for, for 31 yards. So, hey, 
if you want to cover Tyreek Hill and you want to cover Jalen Waddle, that's fine. But we're going to have two a deal and deal effectively with one-on-one coverage throughout the rest of the field. So not a gaudy numbers game, but hey, I mean, just a solid overall performance here from the receivers at tight ends. Uh, I mean, I'm, uh, I'll go with I'll go with the name minus. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm going to go with an A here. Um, Nobody had a flashy game. Trent Sherfield rose above and beyond expectations, partly because we're so used to seeing it be the Hill and Waddle show. Um, a couple mistakes by said Wilson. He needs to get involved or get out. But at the same time, it's Trent Sherfield's doing his best impression of a wish version of Jarvis Landry at this point in time. Like, and, and I'm good with that. Like three touchdowns, though. That's that's the big one for me here that keeps it a solid A. It's all the yards in the world doesn't matter if you can't find the end zone. And Miami found the end zone with Sherfield with uh, I'm counting Ingold in that. But with Sherfield and Hill in this one, they found a way to get Tyreek involved in the red zone. And they really did a good job of being on the same page with the quarterback repeatedly throughout this game. And let's face it, we had a huge lead. We didn't throw as much in this one. We were running all over them with Wilson and Mostert. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Tua threw the ball 
35 times, 285 mm-hmm. yards, nothing, nothing crazy. This wasn't a shootout. I mean, the dolphins were comfortably ahead. They didn't, they didn't have to just bomb the ball downfield. Uh, <laughs> no doubt about, it. uh, Sherfield, I'm liking more and more. And one just very underrated part of his game too. He is such a good blocker at, at receiver and that allows the dolphins to give these looks where, where he can seal off the back edge. Yeah. Um, so you've got that. And, and then you've got also Alec Ingold out there, you know, and it, it they can keep things unpredictable on, on those wide zone stretch runs. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed. I mean, offensive line, we talked about it too. And again, I only give a pluses for historically good performances, performances that we haven't seen in a while. We haven't seen, I mean, Tua with a flawless game gets an A plus. Jeff Wilson and uh, most are seven and, uh, seven and a half yards of carry. You don't see that every day. Offensive line gets an A plus too. I mean, again, Tua, 36 dropbacks, no sacks, uh, just a couple of hurries and zero quarterback hits. He wasn't sacked. He wasn't hit in the entire football game. Uh, what more can you say? And then on run blocking, 7.5, 7.4 yards of carry. Incredible. Um, Robert Jones, uh, when I rewatched the game, I, I gained just so much more respect for him, how he's settling in at the left guard spot. Brandon Shell um, is somebody who easily could a lot let this game get away from him when Miles Garrett lined up against him. He, he rose up to every single challenge. So you can't say much more about this offensive line. The, there was There was one point where miles garrett put a hell of a spin move on brandon shell and did what miles garrett does and started to come off of brandon shell and robert hunt spotted it immediately and decked the living hell out of miles garrett put him in the ground not on the ground in the ground and just (laughs) annihilated him and you can't tell you can't tell me that a pass rusher like Miles Garrett, who's not used to getting put on the ground, period, getting decked repeatedly yesterday, getting tossed around like a little baby by Teron Armstead, and then getting decked by, like, literally, like, all right, I finally beat him. I'm going to get to pay dirt. And getting absolutely annihilated by Robert Hunt. A plus. Uh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. They're, Easily. He and Connor Williams together are beautiful to watch when they get the, going. The size of those running lanes, you could drive my Jeep through. Good Lord. Defensive side of the ball, Paul. Um, I'll throw it to you first on the defensive line. Man, you, you, you're, you're letting me be the one to take the brunt on these eight, on, on these big grades here. But Christian Wilkins had probably one of the best games he's had as a Dolphin. Um, was in on multiple sacks, adding up to one. Um you know, Bradley Chubb coming off the edge. I know he's a linebacker, but he was lining up right up there. Jalen Phillips had a great day. Uh, Melvin Ingram, I'm going to count him right up there in that front four. You know, and like there were big plays from everybody up front. Like Zach Sealer, uh, I have to go with another A plus here. Like they they shut down one of the best running games in the NFL. They got to pay dirt against Jacoby Brissett. They forced the fumble that changed the momentum, as you pointed out. Like, what more can you ask for, really, from a front seven? Yeah, it's, it was a, a, a great performance. 
was it historic? Probably not. So I'm going to stay with an A, but uh, Jalen oh. Phillips and Bradley Chubb on the outside, um, man, where they, they can pin their ears back. It looks, it looks pretty. And I, I've got to say as impressive as they were, Melvin Ingram, I think was better. And I mean, you look at that one sack where, you know, three or four of them met at the quarterback, man, he took Jack Conklin and he just pushed. This is a big dude. I expect him to be him to be beaten with with speed, but with power from Melvin Ingram, man, it was, it was impressive. I didn't really, I, I didn't realize with Melvin Ingram just how jacked and powerful and compact he is as a dude. Like you see him and he's just, he's like one big muscle now. Like, yeah, but he's he still is. got speed and he, he's, he's, he's squatty. He is, he's a squatty dude. He's built yep. for leverage, dude. Like, yep. Yeah. It, I mean, and, and it's, it's crazy uh, that he just sat out there for, you know, consecutive seasons until August. Maybe he just didn't want to go to training camp. I don't know, but it seems like he, he and the Dolphins were flirting for a year and a half, and finally they signed him, and he's been absolutely everything that they expected him to be. Um, linebackers, we talked about Jerome Baker with the big stop. We talked about Landon Roberts. They were every bit as responsible as the defensive line for what they were doing to Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. And I can't get over, you know, Nick Chubb heading into this game, 848 yards rushing. Uh, in eight games, five 100 yard games. And then he comes in here to Miami against a run defense that against running backs has been fantastic. They were again in this game. Yeah. They let up the 33 yard run, but it was in It was in the game was already out of hand at that point. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, the linebackers, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going to go with an a minus for them. I'm going with an a for them. Um, they had a lot of big key critical stops in this game. Uh, I actually thought Baker did well overall in coverage. Uh, the reemergence of Jerome Baker, the continued good play of of Landon Roberts, and like you said with the run game, anytime you hold a running game that consists of Kareem Hunt and Chubb, you to that and, and not counting that thirty three yard garbage time run against a, a loose defense that's playing the pass at that point. Easy A, easy A, even with a couple of mistakes rolled in there. Yeah, I mean, uh, after the whole defense played fantastic after after the first drive. And, uh, you know, you held – I don't care if it's the Browns or not. The Browns have, are averaging 25 points a game. So they're not somebody that, that you know, offensively just crapped the bet all the time. You know, they've, they've been productive. And this is a is a one of the – one of the best running teams in the NFL that did not do that here against the Dolphins. Uh, secondary, uh, a, a couple of early plays led up to Donovan Peoples-Jones. You had the, um, you had the two long passes to him, but I, I really felt that Brissett had to put the ball in the perfect spot for those to be completed. Um, Justin Bethel, great game. Xavier Howard uh, looked. Uh, it definitely got the better of his matchup when he was lined up against Amari Cooper, Javon Holland kind of quiet the last couple of weeks, ever, ever since he lost Brandon Jones, it's kind of like he, he, he lost the yang to his yang here. So, uh, you know, I, I'm what looking for be him. talking about Javon Holland's yang. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for Javon Holland now um, to, to be making some plays here over the next couple of weeks. Um, and at, and at the other safety spot, you know, they're trying to get as much as they can out of Ron McKinley and Elijah Campbell. I thought other than a, a missed tackle or two, they, they held up very well. Jacoby Brissett in this game started out 10 for 12 for 103 yards and a touchdown. Then after about midway through the second quarter, he finishes 12 for 23, barely 100 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions the rest of the game. So the defense, the secondary really pulled it together. They did let up a few passes. Uh, I'll go with a B plus. After Jacoby Brissett started strong, um, the Dolphins limited him for the game to a 57.4 QBR, um, which that tells you how how well they responded. The secondary, while it was a little bit of a quiet day for Xavier Howard, who got in on a few tackles um, and you know a few other things, Javon Holland. Um, Cater Kohu, Elijah Campbell, and Justin Bethel combined had six passes defense in this one. And wow. It's looking at that, looking at, you know, there was that early completion for, I forget exactly how many yards to Peoples Jones over Cater Kohu. Cater Kohu shut him down. Cater Kohu, I think, graded out at about a 91 with PFF, if I'm remembering correctly. I think it was a little bit lower than that, but it was, I think it was set in the seven high seventies, but that's still a good grade. And I thought he, well- he, he wasn't far from 90, so it couldn't have been high seventies. I don't think, but I could be wrong. Okay. All right. Um, But I mean, the number of passes yeah. defense, the fact that they were going against some very good receivers for the Browns and while the, what was it? Three sacks and 14 quarterback hits probably factored into some of the, the passes being chucked up that's still a really good stat line for those, for those three alone to have six passes defense in this one. Um, It's I can go with an a, I can go with an a for these guys, even though it was a Rocky start. Uh, I really can like, because they were a huge part as well with the way they were frustrating Brissett and allowing the dolphins front seven to get the pay dirt. Yeah. I, I am really, what I like about, the Chubb trade now is that I I feel like the Dolphins are, are, are saying to themselves, you know what, you're against our secondary, you're going to throw for some yards because we're too beat up back there. But if we are even up a touchdown against you, we're going to pin our ears back and we're, we're going to get to the quarterback. And if you want to try to, to block Melvin Ingram, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer. Good luck. Um, good luck when it comes with a lead. And I think the dolphins feel confident they're going to win most of those types of games. And I think they will. And that's exciting. Um, special teams, Paul, um, Jason Sanders, two missed extra points. Thank God. Um, it was not in a different game. And look, I, I still might, let's say, I'm getting impatient with Jason Sanders. I'm not ready to throw him overboard yet because I just don't think there are very many good kickers out there that you can sign right now. Uh, I think it would take, if, if they were to do that, any kicker that came in here would be here for two weeks and you'd think, uh, okay, maybe Sanders wasn't all that bad. Uh, but two missed extra points this week, a 29 yard field goal missed last week against the bears. Uh, if things go from bad to worse, then I, I, I'm, yeah, I, I might start getting on that train as well. 
Uh, Thomas Morstead had zero punts and took a nap. Good for you, pal. Uh, and you know, you, you also had on the, on the first play of the game, the, the long kick return from Jerome Ford. I blame Trent Sherfield more for that, for losing containment on that play. Um, so, you know, you always weigh the pluses and the minuses when it comes to special teams, a little more minuses this week here. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with a D plus. Yeah. I mean, outside of the, the 48 yard return on, on kick returns, Jerome Ford, I think averaged what duh, 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 duh. probably almost, almost 25 yards of kick return, which is not great or ideal. Um, and that's after the 48 yard return. They didn't have any punt returns, so can't judge that. No punts. Um, most of it looked decent on, on kickoff returns. Cedric Wilson looks like buttered ass returning punts as usual. And then Jason Sanders, while you may not be ready to throw him on the scrap heap at this point, I kind of am like, I, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I don't blame anyone in our chat either. I, I, I don't. It's one thing to be missing 40 plus yard field goals. Occasionally I can stomach that, you know, I, you kick the ball off what seven times or eight times in this one. And only five of those went for touchbacks. So you're not putting it out of the end zone as reliably anymore. You're missing two extra points. Like, yep. I kind of want to go Denny Green after the Chicago Bears game when, when the Bears came back. Just, just saying that. Like, I want to snap and start throwing things and pounding the table. And in a season where Miami's putting together something magical and elite, you can't have a kicker missing extra points. You cannot have a kicker missing extra points. You can't yeah. have a – like, we questioned a couple of times where – Mike McDaniel didn't go for the field goal. You know what? Go with what you believe in. And right now that ain't Sanders. Yeah. I, I look at a couple of weeks ago, what he had back-to-back weeks where he hit three field goals uh, each in, in each of those games. And, but that, that's really been the highlight of his season so far. And, and it's been, it's been a lot of bad, um, but I, um, We'll see. I, 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 I hope he responds because I, I think he does have a good leg. But um, he's missed three extra points on the year. His, his misses right now on field goals, one of them's from 20 to 29 yards out, and he's 0 for 3 on anything over 50 yards. Like, and he's not getting the touchbacks the way he, he was doing. Something's wrong get him medically checked. And if he's hurt, put him on IR and bring somebody in off the street. If he's not hurt, start trying people out. Yeah. I've, there, there's a lot in the negative column there, you know, the missed extra points. And I have to look at, at his last like 10 attempts of 50 plus yards. I'm pretty sure he's missed nine of them. Um, that's yeah, that's yeah. I'm talking myself into it a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'll tell you, I'll safely say I'm one week removed. If our uh, season but- is on the line. And we need him to make a kick, regardless of distance. Do you have ninety percent or better faith he's going to make it? Uh, he's got a big leg and he's made some big kicks. Uh, and and see, he hasn't been in a lot of clutch situations. But if you're missing extra points, I mean, dude, this is not—it's not just extra points. It'd be—it'd be one thing if you went to Germany 
uh, and played in that game and you've got a messed up field and you're slipping. This is this is 85 degrees in Miami at home for you. So, yeah, um, I, I don't know if I do or not. And um, you, you go back to last season, seven of nine from 30 to 39 yards, eight of 10 from 40 to 49 yards, two of six from 50 to 59 yards. It's it's, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's not good enough right now. That's for sure. Um so, Paul, who's your who's your player of the game? Who's your Coke Bus player of the game? Coke Bus player, Jason Sanders. Like, on <laughs> an elite roster. Like, he's had two abysmal seasons. And maybe abysmal is a stretch for this year, but three missed extra points 10 weeks into the year is not good. Yeah. Not good. And two of them were in this game. And – it's I'm, I was willing to give him the time last year. I was willing to believe in him for a little while. I was willing to believe like, okay, we got Thomas Morstead in here holding kicks for him. And, and Thomas Morstead's like a machine. He, he doesn't have break points. He just goes out and gets it done. Uh, I'm starting to think if, you know, it's kind of like when your buddy keeps bringing girls home and they turn out to be crazy. Maybe the problem's not them. Like, all right, we get it. Sanders is my Coke bus player easily. And as far as my player of the game, you can't be nominated and, and have won two out of three so far at the time of this recording for the FedEx Air Player of the Week. Three times in a row, literally a third of the season to this point, and not be my player of the week on your third consecutive week of three touchdowns, zero interceptions, leading the team, not taking sacks, getting the ball out, having tremendous accuracy in QBR and not get my player of the game here, despite some really strong performances across the entirety of the offense and the defense. Uh, yeah. Um, for my cook bus player, I'm going to go. I mean, I, I hate to kick somebody when they're down because you went with Sanders, who was going to be mine. I'm going uh, Emmanuel Agba, um, just a really bad end to a really bad season for him. I was not looking good in the game before he got hurt. That's kind of been the theme the entire year. Um, rest up well, buddy, but I, yeah, not, not a good season for you. Um, my player of the game, again, I'm trying, I'm trying to get away from the normal, you know, well, Hill or Waddle wouldn't have been a consideration anyway, too, obviously could have been but <clears throat> i'm gonna take it a little bit of a different direction i'm giving it to zach sealer and the reason for it is you look at against the lions the dolphins allow 31 points against the bears they allow 32 the browns come out on the first drive punch them right in the mouth for seven and then they're in field goal range about to score again and then he gets Nick Chubb from the backside, forces that fumble. And when that play happened, the defense changed and the entire complexion of the game changed and the Browns never caught back up. I think that is a, that's a play that if the Dolphins defense is going to get something going here in the second part of the year, that's the play I'm going to look back at and say, that's when everything changed. So kudos to Zach Sealer for that. And I thought he had a very good game the rest of the game too. So um, flashier players here. I mean, I'm kind of embarrassed that neither one of us said Jeff Wilson, but oh well. 
I mean, any either of us could have said Jeff Wilson. Either of us could have said pretty much anyone along the offensive line. And either of us could have said Alec Ingold. Either of us could have said Christian Wilkins. Either of us could have said Justin Bethel or Cater Kohu. Uh, either of us could have said Bradley Chubb or freaking um, that, 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 that. Help me out here. Uh, 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 with Jalen Melvin Ingram, Phillips. Yeah, see, see how you got to go through multiple names there. Like, I was it thinking is about awesome. I was thinking about giving it to uh, it's, uh, in our chat. Uh, somebody said here, uh, William V said, uh, uh, give it to Brandon. Shaw. I was thinking about that too, because he rose to the challenge and, you know, Miles Garrett going up against him certainly worried me heading into this game. And he rose to that challenge. I don't see any way Austin Jackson reclaims anything here throughout the rest of the year. So cat so- real quick, real quick. I need to find out if you agree with me on something I said on, on our trade deadline special. Do you agree with me here? And you've made a ton of calls that I, I need to recant on, but this isn't really a recant because they're both playing great. But do you agree with me now about Jeff Wilson right now uh, being the bigger pickup at the trade deadline? No. Um, <sighs> no, uh, I, 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 well, after two games, uh, yeah, I th- after two games, sure. But I, I, I don't think that's going to be the case the, the rest of the year. I mean, I mean, Jeff Wilson's a running back and, and he's looked really good. Um, Chubb was not much of a factor in the first week, and then he was more this week. Chubb is just such a solid player mm-hmm. at a premier position. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but hey, you can't argue with what Wilson's done here. Over, I mean, over the last two weeks. So what? What do you have? Nine, seventeen for one nineteen in this game, and then nine for fifty one last week in a receiving touchdown. I mean, he runs big and he runs angry, and and what what a hell of a pickup! Now, well, Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson's like eleventh in the NFL in rushing yards this year with six hundred and thirty eight, and if if not for you know he basically spent two or three weeks with the 49ers not touching the ball a lot because they had just gotten McCaffrey, so. For a fifth round pick, man, that's that's something. Yeah, no, I I I love the pickup. And while this offense was electric before they got him, the running game was struggling with the, the combination of Edmonds and Mostert, even though Mostert was starting to play well. And it just looks like a completely different offense that's clicking on all cylinders now that the run game is working too. Now that you see Wilson hit the design lanes that Edmonds Edmonds was missing. He's not dropping the passes in, in, in the receiving game that we started to see from Edmonds at times. And I just, the way that that's helped kick this offense into another gear and really, really, really help everything out on that side of the ball. That's huge for me because this offense is starting to shape up into something special and it's only 10 games into year one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, five yards of carry on 236 yard attempts this year. That's what that's what Jeff Wilson uh, and Raheem Mostert have combined for. Obviously, Wilson, a lot of that came with the 49ers, but still same type of offense, same player, same type of production here. So um, we've got about three and a half minutes left in the Eagles commanders game. Eagles are getting the ball back down by five. Um, If the commanders hold on for that win there in Philadelphia, um, it will be 50 years that the Dolphins are the only undefeated team in NFL history. Yeah, that's going to do it. And so and I'll uh, tell you, Commanders are a horrible team to lose to. Yeah, yeah, You're having that first loss to the Commanders and Tyler Taylor Heineke. It'd be, I, I still with think own, within your division too. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um, so we got a bye week next week. So between when you sit down at your Thanksgiving table, you're going to feel just as good about the Dolphins as you feel right now. And it's not, I can tell you this, Paul and I have done the show for almost 10 years now, and we've never been seven and three at this point in the season. So that's going to do it for our breakdown of the Dolphins Browns matchup here, a 22 point victory for the Dolphins complete dominant team effort. You can follow Paul and I on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the fan sided network and finfanatic.com. I'm Brian cat NFL Paul is fanatic underscore pick. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it's on the fin side.